0: Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now, here's your host, Rody Fisher.
1: Throughout the home, you know, what God raised me as a staff, the head staff. Um, I spent two years in the home. Wow. Yeah, my home director would like a profit back then. He says, going to, there's going to, the first year is to get, you, to get you off your head. And the second year is going to teach you how to stand. So that's before I came in the home, but wow. he told me that. But I spent two years in the home and I do remember in 19, I mean 19, in 2004, um rehab conference in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was about to, I was already gonna you know, like three months, four months ready to to graduate, and I so rem- tell
2: tell us what graduation means.
1: Well, graduation means is that you complete the home, you you fulfill uh, first of all commitment to Christ. It means like you know you 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 graduate, you 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 went to the process like going to school. You you pass it, you pass it. We all take tests like a school, mm-hmm. and sometimes we fail the tests. Uh-huh. and that And doesn't mean that we're gonna pass, or we fail, but in that time it's like we take tests and so we fail, but we learn from those tests. Right. And and a part of and graduation is part of learning not to re, not to not to um um re re redo those uh, or, or redo the how I wanna say um is to retake the test is not to repeat the same thing we are over and oh, yeah. All, yeah. Yeah. so when graduation means that you complete our men's home, you get a okay. certificate you know, so two years later, you're ready to graduate. I'm ready to graduate. And, and so you're in Chicago. I'm in Chicago. And then when I came back from Chicago, I was sent to go to the East Coast. Oh. For one month. And, and not knowing that God you know what I mean? Cause I was, I was asking God, I was asking God, I was asking God, God, what do you have for me? What do you, what is your plan for my life? i I'm ready. To, Getting, getting, getting ready to graduate and I was thinking, well, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get this and get that. And that's what a lot of people when the home will graduate will, will start thinking, well, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get a cell phone. Uh, you know, right, they're already, right, right, they're already right. planning their graduation or how they're going to you know, meet their plans out afterwards. And, but when with me, I was, I wanted more. I wanted more, more of the Lord. I wanted more of God because I know I needed him because mm-hmm. the lifestyle that I came from, I, I, I needed, I need, I couldn't do, I can't be without him in my life. And, and I'm, I'm going to go back, but to Chicago, I was, i remember when I went to Chicago, I want to mention this, I, I, I was fasting and praying. We okay. drove to Chicago 40, 40 hours it took us. And I have like 35 men under me driving. So 40, 40 hours like being Moses testing.
2: Like the, what were you driving? Like a, like a, a van. van? Yes. Oh, wow. so, uh, we
1: took three vans. We took three vans wow. loaded up with,
2: with the men and the women in the home. And, and I remember like, the women's home too. We, yeah. we used to minister over there too. Yes. Um, so you're in Chicago
1: and what happened, um, I was, Fasting and praying, to, to, I wanted God to speak to me, to, to hear from the Lord. In and all week, I said, "Man, i a man I'm not hearing God." You know what I mean, what, what was your plan? But it was the last, the last, the last speaker on the last day, and it wasn't the beginning of the service. It was right after. It was right after when they opened the altar, and it was it was it was a trip because I remember I closed my eyes. I closed my eyes and lifted my hands and all of a sudden I just felt a, a, like a, first a st- I heard a stampede, like a you know, stampede, like people was running hmm. and then I just felt like a, like a, like a cold, not a cold, a cool breeze, just, just like, like, I'm like, whoa, like when I opened my eyes, everybody was still standing there, hmm. but I broke, I broke and I thought that God had called me and separated me for a purpose. You know, and I, I didn't I knew I was called but you know, I didn't know okay, Lord, where are you trying to take me to and so when I got back from Chicago um three months, two months down the line I went to Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh. The rich in Bridgeport and they were trying to start a home, pioneer home, so we went up there, me and four other men and, and I was the team leader to go there. So I went out there and and went there for four four I mean, from one month for weeks and we went out to hit the streets, knowing a different culture, a different a kind of a different whole like a different world to us because we're from the West Coast and they're in the East Coast. It's different. Very traditional. Yeah, oh yeah. Old, old, old right. old building colonial, yeah. yeah. And we were there. And we you know was witnessing I remember I had a report and Pastor Roy had us on the had us call on a Sunday morning surf. I was we were in Bridgeport and 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 hit back and I remember that um worked I was on the phone I was like sharing the church about man what's going on here the the you know seeing what's going on you know it's a need you know, I mean and, and not knowing that not knowing that you know I mean what I was seeing I was seeing actually the need of people care heart and oh. then when I came back from Bridgeport it was on a, I was, it was our Pastor Word would come and share. It was on a Thursday. I remember he he came and told me on a Thursday. He said he said, "What do you think by going to Corona with Pastor Adolf?"
2: So that's what brought you to Corona, corona. was yes. Pastor Adolf starting his church then, yes. and so that was Pastor Adolf and and Sister, Sister Annette. Annette. Yes. and I think they had Abigail then. Oh
1: yes, yes, and
2: um and they had their other daughter Amber. I Amber, think yes. And they lived in that home, um, over by Stater Brothers. Yes,
1: Br- Brentwood, 1692, West, <laughs> West Brentwood Dry. I still remember it.
2: <laughs> I remember it too, but I don't remember the address. You're funny. Um, so, oh, wow, super. So here you were, um, you'd gone to Connecticut too, and now God is calling you mm-hmm. to, to be under Pastor Adolph. Yes. And his family, you you probably were living at the home at that time with them, right? Yes, yes. And so you're hitting the streets with them. Yes. Trying to start this new church here in, in Corona. Wow. I remember that was such a long time ago because, um, I don't know. I'm not exactly when you guys moved here, but I do remember that Mark and I moved here in 2005. And Pastor Adolf and his family and you were already here. Yes. And so, of course, I connected right away with them because when I started, um, when I, when I met, um, Pastor Adolf, he was the director of the home. And that was before Brother Vico came and became the director when you yes. were there. And, and then after that, I think it was, um, Alfonso?
1: Alfonso, yeah, brother. Yeah.
2: Man. And so, um, and then who took after Alfonso? Because I remember that guy that Pas- took a,
1: Pastor Manuel for Huntington
2: Park. Okay. So Pastor Manuel, it was, he was in the home when Pastor Adolf was there. And the first week we went to minister, my husband used to mm-hmm. do a Bible study over there. And, um, I brought a little bit of food for the men. And I remember he said to me, Hey, you see that guy over there? And I said, yes. He says, "If it wasn't for Jesus, I'd be killing him now because he's from a different gang." Mm. And I thought, "What are we doing here? <laughs> what am I hearing? I've never heard this kind of talk before." And then a couple of weeks, we're doing this Bible study. You know, we—I I, I think we used to do it once a month, and then we went every week. But we're doing that Bible study on Saturday and i hear this kicking around and screaming and i and somebody comes over and says to me don't worry about this sister rody somebody's in the room kicking heroin and i'm going what but you know god is so gracious to yes. raise you men yes. up to, like who else would do this work like i i don't know yes. i mean but for you guys so um tell me a little bit about Corona and starting the so you you were like the assistant pastor then right?
1: Yeah, I was when I came to Corona. I had a job. I had to let go of the job. I had to go back in the home to help pioneer the home and the okay. church. And in that time, we were just just a handful. It was just only six of us started the church.
2: Wow, that's all you need.
1: Yeah, I remember I, I laid two down, or more. Yes, he's two in or the, more. He's in the midst. <laughs> yes, and I remember I, I I laid I put out thirty chairs in the house wow yeah 30 expecting. chairs. expecting yeah, expecting
2: amen that's the way to do it
1: and and from and and there that's when um you know i was right there living with them and i remember we used to go out he's waking me up pastor he's wake me up by 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night and he's gonna hit the streets we love it he's gonna say we love it and that's wow. something that you know we used to get up and sometime you know, one o'clock Yo, let's go and we're out there just and sometime being a hot sunny time and walking around the neighborhood and Corona and just sharing the love of God and, and start seeing little by little people start coming, people start hearing, people start showing up, knowing that my future mother-in-law was already started coming a couple months down the line. Wow. Yes. And it was, it was something that, um, I want to, you know, just, we start seeing the hand of God moving. And then from there, we, we moved from the home after we, we started the church in the home, we moved it to Dynasty Suites in Corona. It's
2: not okay, there no more. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now it's the interest for the eastbound of, of the 91. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> but it was, it was there. We moved there and, and still we only have maybe like 10 people. And from there, you know, Pastor Adolf, he had faith, he had vision, and he always been a man of vision, a man of faith, and, and taking, yeah. taking us, leading us, and you know, by the Lord, name, then we went to the, to the gymnasium in the city, and we're in the same year, from, we went from the home in 2005, April 2000, of, of five to the Dynasty Suites, from the Dynasty Suites of August 2005, we went to a gym, and it was, whole a to three hundred people, but with ten wow. people, but but that's when we start seeing God start we removing them by faith, and, and 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 people started coming, and our homes start growing. Men start coming in, like you said, men would come in, and and um and it was it was they would come in, like you know, like you know, drug with addictions and other things, and. And we just believe by God's going to change us, put hands on them, pray for them, share the word of God. And we start seeing some transformation start taking place. Um, Then it was time for me to, to, to pastorate, to release me the home. And I remember when he released me the home, I was the director now. And that's why I became more of a, a, a part of the director, but also being groomed to be the associate mm-hmm. under him. And and then for one home we went to the the home in Parkridge the hill
2: yeah i remember that hill yeah our car tire would, <laughs> would go in circles trying to get up that hill yeah because it was all gravelly and holes all over the place, and you couldn't even hardly get up there in the in the in, after it rained. Yes. I mean, it's just a muddy mess. Oh,
0: yes, yes.
2: And um, you guys would throw things in that those holes and yes. try to make it. And I think, okay, my car is going to swirl around here. But yeah, I remember that place. Okay, so here we are. You're taking care of the men's home. Pastor Adolf is, as pastoring the church and, yes. and mentoring you. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that tragic day, he goes to the hospital. Yes. And, um, I had, you know, Mark and I had gone to the hospital while he was there and we just assumed God would heal him up and be back, you know, at the church. And I, I think Mark, we spent at least a half a day there. Going through the whole Psalm, the book of Psalm, reading to him, and he barely flinched the whole time he was there. I mean, he, I, I think he was in a coma. But, um, so of course the tragic day he, after I think weeks of being in the hospital, I'm not sure how long he was there. Um, yeah. it was, it was more than a couple of it felt like a couple of weeks. It was at least. about
1: two months he was in there.
2: Yes. Okay. Months. Good. I'm glad and, you reminded
1: me. And I remember that, you know, right there when he was, cause you know, pastor, our pastor, me, my, my wife, our pastor was always, he was in the hospital. He would, he always believed that he could always come out of it. And he right. always does. We, yeah. And, and, and through that time, I was worshiping with my wife. I was worshiping with her and, and knowing that, um, that, um, she was in the hospital. And, and now I had now I had to you know fulfill his duties as a rogue I was already a licensed minister already
2: so you're doing the, the the church services yes and so he dies and then you instantly become
1: yes I pastor. was yes I remember that that morning that even that night that he caught that he passed on um sister his wife called me and, and I know that it was our pastor, Pastor Roy, the one that sent us out. Right. He was there. And, um, I know Mark my, and I were there. Yeah, you guys were there. And then our regional pastor was there. And then it was, and it was, that's when it was told to me. I mean, they handed me the church, you know, and you know, it was a big, it was a big responsibility. I just lost my pastor. And, right. And right now it's like saying, here, you're going to get the church, but I just lost my pastor, but I know it was, it was something that was hard. It's pretty
2: daunting. I mean, it's like you're given a mantle that's pretty heavy to carry.
1: And like Ezekiel, you know, it's hard. Yes. You know, and then, you know, just taking over the church. And I remember I called my, while she was my wife, we were, we were, we were engaged yet. Wow. Yes. And I remember (laughs) I called her and told her, yeah, they're going to ask me to take over the church and uh, I'm going to do it. Um but if you want to follow me it's it's so, you know make you know so wow. much, she's super, now she
2: had a decision to make, yeah,
1: and it was not just my decision, it was also both for ours and and she just she raised her hand, yeah, and that year, just losing my pastor on you know, burying him, you know again you know all that and and then going you know, it was hard because the first Sunday morning service now. Going up to the people, knowing uh-huh. stepping with my pastor, he used to step on Sunday morning and start uh-huh. sharing And It was hard. It was it was difficult because you know everybody you know we respect Pastor Adolf, Pastor right. Adolf, and it was hard. But you know from there, it, 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 it was you know so, you know knowing what the Lord is it was like. So I felt like he's hearing Ezekiel as a man. These <laughs> people are they gonna listen? Are they gonna but. Knowing that God was with us and, and from there I remember, uh, through that, taking over the church, I got engaged, I took over the church in the same year, I got engaged two months down the, down the month, then seven months later I got married. Was that all in the same year? All in the same year. <laughs> took over the home, I had to take over the, I had to take over the church, took over the home, oh my got gosh. married and, but it was an experience that you know, learning that God was with us, and and through that, I, me and my wife, we grew, we grew, yeah, grew I'm into sure this, you and it's you know, just facing all a kind of ops, oppositions and obstacles. But the Lord's been faithful. He's been faithful, and, and 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 just thinking that, that hearing testimonies after testimonies, I, I was in the home. And I said, man, how could this? And then I was like, man. <laughs> But I, I I just pray that 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 when when you know when people hear testimonies the testimony like Ezekiel it was hard for him, but he was trying to keep the people's hopes alive in God. Hey, there's hope. God's with us. God could get you through this. Mm-hmm. He could, he's gonna get you through this. You might be 70 years, you might go to a journey or face whatever season you're in. You're gonna, you're gonna get through this. And that's what the Lord was sharing with me. He said, you're gonna get through this. I'm with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. I've been with you since you were young mm-hmm. and I'm with you. I'm with you now. And if I brought you this far, I'm gonna take you even further. And that's something that, you know, it's just neat now, you know, I've seen our church, it's growing and, oh, man, like, you know, now I'm not running the home. I was running the home for seven, I was living with the home for 17 years.
2: Right. I remember so, that. And, I remember that. So now you have um, a, a director of the yes, home, so yes. you don't have to do that. And so God is, uh, you know, widening your, um, your yeah. territory that you're covering. So, um. Tell me a little bit about Victory Outreach, how it started, what their mission statement is, how people get in the home, yeah. and and <clears throat> if they know somebody. Um, I know that there's this there's that pandemic going on. Yes, and so it's a little <clears throat> more difficult to get in. Yes, but um, tell me the whole thing about Victory Outreach. Well,
1: our ministry started in 1967 by our founder, Pastor Sonny and Sister Julia Argazoni. Um, it started in a village in in, 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 Borough Heights. Um, and him. Uh, the book, you know, me called Treasure or of Darkness. It tells us, tells us the, the history of, 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 Victor Outreach and knowing that he started taking men in the home. He started picking men off the street. Like in his own house. Yeah, his own house. His oh, okay. own house. With wow. his kids and bringing strangers in and, but he would, he's started praying for them.
2: Now you're talking about men off the streets yes. that he
1: didn't know. He didn't know, yes.
2: And you're also talking about men that are probably high on drugs, drugs or alcohol yes, or yes, both. Yes, yes. So that's, that's a leap of faith, right? Oh my gosh. Okay. So. And and
1: you start bringing in, and that's when the victory home, the victory homes were birthed. It was birthed through, through that. And, and, and now 53 years later, we're still bringing men in and we got women's homes and, um, we bring men and women's home in the home. And our, our mission statement is, 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 uh, Is a um giving giving hope to the hurting people of the world. Give them a new a new a new a new. I mean, Christ can give them the new life, but introduce them to Christ and right. connect their life to, to Christ, and also to redeem. And restore what the enemy had, or the enemy, we want to say the devil, or what drugs have taken away, or a lifestyle, what what happened, their former lifestyle, is to give them a hope, a new hope. Yeah, because
2: the the Bible says the enemy goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And so he's got a big piece of a chunk of some of these people. And so you bring them in completely broken and maybe high and you know drugged out
1: yes and we just like we just do is praying that god would change him hoping faith because it, it's not a we it's biblical we do everything biblical we pray we feed him the word give him the word um, like I say, it's not just in Corona or in California. We're all over the world. We have homes all over the world in South Africa, South America, in Europe, mm-hmm. and seeing men, men and women change, being being transformed by the power of God. And right. how Paul says, how, how Paul says is is the the gospel is full for the, for those who are perishing. Right. to us, or to us, when that's what we're saying, we believe that. It is the saving power of God and it's Amen. the good, it's the hope. It's the message of hope. It's the message of a command. You expect something great from God God has great expectancy for you. And, and like when I was told, I was told the same thing, not knowing, not mm-hmm. knowing that God could change my life. I thought was my, my life was going to end in prison. I was going to OD and heroin. I was going to, you know, that kind of lifestyle get shot. But somebody my, my as my as my home director, Pastor Fico, and other men like Brother Afonso, who was my head staff and
2: Oh yeah, Brother
1: Alfonso. And, and there were always just time God could change. You. God could change you if you believe, believe and if you really let you know mm-hmm. God could do a miracle. Your, and and now now man I have I have friends, they still can't believe I'm a pastor. I have friends that you know, that you know, they call me up, man, don't stop praying for us Lions. don't pray, man. You know, you know, on the hope we see there's hope. Your hope, and knowing I ain't the hope, but the hope is in Christ,
2: well, your life portrays what Jesus yes Jesus can do with a broken life, yes, I mean we Mark and I um I'll just use Mark as an example. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like the goody two shoes of you know the people that were, but he needed Christ too, yes, and he needed you know to come to grips with the fact that he was also a sinner. And, um, we didn't, we don't share the same type of testimony Mm -hmm. that you do, but we all had to come to the realization that we too needed Christ in our lives. Okay. So, um. If, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, would they just look up Victory Outreach, call information, go online and www. Victory
1: yeah. Outreach? Well, well, they want, wherever the city they're at, wherever they're listening, we have, we have homes all over the nation. Right. Um, Texas, Arizona. But if you want, anybody wants information of a home, they could go to, um, um, the number is 909, um, 599 3744. Okay. Which is our corporate office, but also they could go up, also look up to the victoryhomes.org and they'll give more information. Like myself, my home is in Corona. Mm -hmm. It's off, it's off, um, 825 South Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And I'm in Corona and our home number is, uh, is 951-496-3250.
2: Okay. And,
1: and our, our home director is, is brother Ray. Mendiola.
2: Love that guy.
1: Yeah, director right there. He, he came in in the home by uh, almost two years, but almost about two years ago and I already got, he got restored, got restored him. I sent him to Anaheim for yeah. six months and he came back and now he's running my home. Wow. But, but also, you know, we have our, I mean, also our church office number is, it's also 951-987-0555. And also they want to get a hold of our, our, our website is vocorona.org.
2: So, V.O. V- v- standing for Victor Outreach. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. On uh, Corona and it has has everything about our information. Also has our, our 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 mission statement, what we do, and the work. But um, but that's where that's where they could find us or so reach us at. I mean, our office is open and they want to come. Counseling is there at 1128 East 6th Street, Suite 7. Um, And, and, and right there. And, and we are been having church because of the pandemic, because we don't have a building. We ran from a school, but since the pandemic and closed the school, so we've been putting up a tent in the parking lot in our church parking lot on Sunday wow. mornings and and have and just have straight revival there and 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 Praise God you know, and people coming out, they're coming out and. But it's a blessing You just see what God could do and and, and see. And then, you know, like I said, you see me grow up in the ministry,
2: sister.
0: And so it's good to see what God can do. Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rhody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email roadie fisher at rawfisher at on the com, Spelled RAH Fisher at com, Or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A Squared Lamps dot org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher.